Well, good morning. Will you stand with me? Welcome to church today. Sing with me. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. Welcome to church. My name is Garen. I'm one of the pastors here, and we're so excited that you're here. Wow. Big crowd. Do me a favor. If we have more people coming in, they're going to need a seat. So if you have a space to slide over, slide over. Say that again. Or move up so that people come in and lake and slip in the back. Oh, look what I just did. Uh oh. <laughs> this is how we are. Um, We want to teach you a song. Um, You might have heard it on the radio, but maybe not, but we want to teach it to you. It's a a great song. It goes with the uh, scripture uh, found in the Sermon on the Mount that talks about the wise man that built his house upon the rock. And so um, sing this with us as you learn it. 
goes like this. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. No, he won't. He won't. I've still got And I 
Aren't you thankful for the firm foundation that we have? Jesus, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, come even now and fill us. Amen. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, the only one I'll hear your voice, begging on every
we head to prayer time, sing. Spirit of the living God, Let's pray together. God, we are grateful for your spirit at work in this place and in our lives. And Lord, it is true that when you move and when we're paying attention to your spirit at work, It really does change what we see and what we look for. It changes our vision. And so, God, this morning, as we are gathered in this place, collectively we come and and we fall at your feet in surrender and in honor of who you are. Because, God, we don't want there to be anything in our lives that comes before you or that is above you. And so, God, today, will you search our heart? Will you look for those things that um, maybe need some attention in our spirit? And, Lord, by the, the power and grace of your spirit, will you begin to nudge us? I pray, God, that we will be obedient to the movement that you have for us for how you will want us to take next steps with you. I'm so grateful, Lord, that you are loving and merciful and kind that you are a God who chases after us, a God who is relentless in pursuit of us. Thank you that you are the kind of God who who washes the feet of others. We want to be like you. We want to be like you. And so, God, today, will you do that work in our hearts and in our minds? We trust you. You are the only one that is truly able to be trusted completely. And so we put our hands into yours to walk with you and go where you lead us. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. We love you so much. Amen. Um, This morning, I, I have some announcements. And we don't just make announcements because, you know, they're fun. But they do speak to the life of our church and the things that help us move forward together. Um, I do want to, to just little little plug, a little later on in the service, we'll talk about offering. Um, but wanted to remind us that our good neighbor offering, so we do a good neighbor offering every month, and this offering goes above and beyond what we would normally give to uh, 
someone or something that has need. And so we have a family that we're connected to, and um, and she was the victim of some domestic violence and is out of work for a while. And so we want to come alongside them and support them, her and her kids, as she's out of work. And so I just ask that you pray for them and also give generously to this sweet family. Um, and hopefully she'll be uh, back on her feet very, very soon. Okay. So you came into this place and passed by a sign that said Church of the Nazarene. And I'm, I'm going to get to this. Um, Church of the Nazarene. And some people drive by that and they're like, Naza what? And um, so we are a part of a denomination called the Church of the Nazarene. And there's, some, there's a reason that we're called the Church of the Nazarene. And it's because way back when our church started, uh, the people who started the church wanted our denomination to be known for reaching out to those who were considered the outcast or the poor. Um, there's a scripture about Jesus because he's from Nazareth. He is the Nazarene and teaching moment. Sorry. Um, so there's scripture and someone says about Jesus, Nazareth, what good can come from Nazareth? Because it was like the people on the outskirts of town. It was the outsiders. Okay. And so when the people who founded our denomination, they were looking for a name. They were like, we want to be connected to that kind of mentality. That we want to be um, a church of those who maybe feel a little bit like outsiders. And so that's the heart of why we are called the Church of the Nazarene. And we are a part of a couple million strong around the world, believe it or not, and um, there are a hundred other Nazarene churches in our district, even more in our state, okay? So we're not alone in this whole Church of the Nazarene thing. It, we're, we're a part of something bigger. And with that comes um, some accountability and checks and balances and all of the things that need to happen so that Pastor Garen, so that our church board, so that our members, so that the work that we do has some accountability and there's some structure to that. I personally love that. I love that when we went through the ordination process, we had to do certain things. We didn't just write in to like ordination.com and and get ordained. We had to go through school and we had to do certain things. So we have accountability. All that to say, now is the time of the year that we that we talk about some of those things. And so the first step in that process, y'all, starts tomorrow night. And that's our compass class. It's called compass class because we want to make sure that we are all going in the same direction. Okay? And so tomorrow night, we want as many of you that can to come tomorrow night, even if you have gone through a membership class or a compass class before, if you've gone through a getting to know uh, your church thing before, come on back. It's probably time for a refresher. Um, And so tomorrow night we are going to be talking about our core values at Port Orange Church of the Nazarene and more of an understanding of who we are as people who are Nazarenes, okay? It's not boring, I promise. <laughs> it's, it's really, um, it's really a, a good, um, I think that you'll be inspired by it. So it's 6.30 to 8 tomorrow night. If you would like to eat, come at 6.15. We're having tacos, which you know are my favorite. Um, come and eat some tacos with us, but let us know if you're coming so we can make enough because there's nothing sadder than running out of tacos. Like, that is sad. That's a sad day. (laughs) It is so sad. More tacos. More tacos. Um, So then, after that, we will be taking in members. So those of you who come and then you decide, hey, I think I'm ready to take the next step and become a member of this particular congregation, 
then this is going to be your chance. And then we will take in members after that out of that group who decide to take that next step, okay? That's going to be on February 5th. Hey, somebody, somebody's been, like, reading stuff. Good for you. <laughs> I'll read that. And, so <laughs> and, then, and then, oh, my goodness, this is all like the business, but it's, it's all good stuff. Then we'll have church board elections. Yay! Wait, what? What, am I, what did I miss, Karen? Oh, the potluck on the 5th. Oh, sorry. Okay, so that's a church meeting. And that's when we get to talk about all the good stuff y'all have done. And there's some accountability in that, too. So, you know, we'll, we'll share some other things um, that you need to know as people who call this place your home. Member or not, it's important for you to know these things. And that's going to be um, a potluck. So come and bring your food with you. Tacos, if you want to. That's fine. Uh, more tacos. Uh, and then we have church board elections. And um, our church board is awesome, and we're so grateful for people who step into this role of leadership in our church. And it's a beautiful relationship between our church board and um, our pastor. And as they work together to take our church to the next step, wherever it is that God has for us to go. And so we need people who are willing to step into those leadership roles. Okay? It's, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, okay, I think that I'm done. Good heavens. Aren't you? Say yay. All right, Kimmy has, and I'm done. Debbie and I'm Kimmy and we're part of the current church board here at Fort Orange of the Nazarene. Um, if you guys remember from a couple Sundays ago I gave an announcement that we were going to have um, the pastoral review for Pastor Garen and Jen because they have completed six years of preaching at this church. <laughs> I know that is amazing we appreciate you guys. Um, so I have a letter here that was written um, by Dale Schaefer. He's our superintendent of the District of the Nazarene, and I'm going to read that to you guys on his behalf. He says, Dear Port Orange Church of the Nazarene, in accordance with paragraph 123 of the manual of the Church of the Nazarene, as superintendent of the Florida District, your church board and I conducted a church pastoral review on January 10, 2023. Some of the pertinent items that we discussed were a discovery of the good things happening in this church, a determining of the top priorities the church board and the pastor would like to accomplish in the next four years, and a commitment to make a plan for those to be fulfilled, the identification of the greatest contribution both the pastor and the church board can make toward the fulfillment of the identified four-year priorities. He says, I am so pleased to announce that the church board unanimously and enthusiastically consented together to reaffirm the call of Reverend Garen Showalter as pastor of Fort Orange Church of the Nazarene. And obviously, Jen, too. <laughs> I am grateful for the faithful and fruitful ministry of both Reverend Garen Showalter and Jennifer over these past six years. I am thankful for this church and for the work the Lord has been doing through you. The truth of God's word is being taught. There is a great spirit of unity. And together, you are helping people experience the transformed life in Christ Jesus. You have worked hard over these past six years. You have a strong foundation, an excellent leadership team, a wonderful pastoral family, and a committed core. I am confident that the best is yet to come. Sincerely, Reverend Dale Schaefer. Yeah. Um, can we have you two come up here, please? We would like to um, bestow a gift to you on behalf of the church, and we would also, as a congregation, like to pray for them so that they can be anointed and continue in their leading of this church. So this is just a little gift for them to have a date night because we all know what date that date nights are great. And then Jen, do you want to come down here and stand by Garen? And we're going to actually invite those of you up that would like to lay hands on them. We are going to pray and um, as a congregation and affirm their leadership and their calling here. So anyone that would like to come up and lay hands on them, you're welcome to come at this time. Uh, 
I'm like, I wait till people stop moving. So nobody. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Pastor Garen and Jen. Lord, we thank you that you moved in their hearts and you led them to us six years ago. And we thank you for their work. And we are so blessed to call them our pastors. And we just ask that you continue to work through them in their lives, continue to bless them and their family. Continue to bless our church, Lord. Raise up the leaders that work can work together with pastors Garen and Jen and Tim and and um, and the board and um, help us and Pastor Jason <laughs> and help us as we um, dream for the future of this church, Lord. There is such a, a opportunity to reach out, such a mission field ahead of us right here in the Port Orange community. So. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for Pastor Garen and Jen, and we bring all this to you today, and we thank you for your faithfulness. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of business. Now let's get back to the, the flow of the service. Uh, will you stand with me? should have said that before you sat down, huh? Oh, sorry. In our church, so, you know, a lot of churches, they do meet and greet, and it's, it's very easy to slip into, what'd you do this weekend? Where'd you go? Did you see the game? And, and it's not that those are wrong, but we really want to be sure that we're connecting, make, making sure that we have peace with God and peace with each other. And so we are intentional about our language, and, um, and so... I'm probably the first one to say this to you today because this isn't in our normal lexicon of language, but may the peace of the Lord be with you today. Thank you. Will you turn and greet someone and maybe meet someone new? We have a lot of visitors today. We're so glad you're here. so hard to interrupt the, uh, the fellowship and the passing of the peace. Um, just want to transition into a time where we worship through giving of our tithes and offerings. And so if you're worshiping with us online, pionaz.church slash give will give you all the information on how you can participate. If you're here in the building on your way out on both sides is a, a secure box. You can drop your offering in there. Remember our good neighbor offering going to help this uh, person in our community uh, that needs our help. And if you'll just mark the, the gift as a good neighbor offering, we'll make sure it gets to where it needs to go. And uh, yeah, thank you for participating in that. Let's pray for, uh, for our offering and what God will do with it in our community. Lord, we're humbled by all that you've done for us. And so as we give, whether it's online or automatic or by dropping a check or some cash in the box, we pray that you will take these gifts, that you will use them to change lives here in Port Orange and around the world. 
God, we have everything that we have because of you and your love for us. And in this time of giving, we give back to you to say thank you and to honor that you are our God and creator. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, too. Um, <laughs> Drew was saying that could have gone really south, really weird fast had, had, had things been voted differently, but no. Uh, hey, so good to see you. So good to see you. We've been on a journey for the past few weeks since January, and we've been in a series called New Year, New Me, New We. And so last week, if you were with us, we talked about being the light. We talked about how important um, confession and repentance is for the times that we haven't been the light and a renewed commitment to go out and be the light in the world. And and that goes with our core value of we gather and we scatter. We come in, we worship, and then we go out. We come in, we breathe in the Spirit, and we leave with that Spirit to be the light in the world. And then the week before, if you'll recall, Pastor Jen uh, set the bar pretty high because she was... She did her sermon on rollerblades and talked about the need to be flexible. Do you remember that one? She talked about how important it is for us to be growing in our spiritual disciplines and those habits. And and it's not always easy, but that's why we need to be flexible. And that goes with our core value that we don't stay the same. We change. And then we started with a Wesley Covenant service where we focused on some spiritual disciplines that we might want to incorporate throughout the year. I talked to you about getting that one word. What's your one word for the year? What's it going to be? What's going to drive you this year? Have you asked God what that one word is? I would encourage you to go to our website, ponaz.church slash 2023-2023, and let us know. There's a survey. I took it yesterday because I hadn't filled it out yet. It took me about 45 seconds. This is not extensive. It basically says, hey, what's your name? Out of the spiritual practices that we talked about, what's one or two that you might want to focus on this year? Click. And then what's your one word? What's God telling you is your one word for this year? Send. It was that easy. But then what we can do is we can help It's like, oh, wow, there are seven of us that say we want to grow deeper in the word. Maybe we need to start this or focus on that or we can connect people. It will help us help you if you will fill out that survey and let us know what God is teaching you. I'll tell you my word for 2023 is focus. Focus. I don't want to squander time, talent resources. I want to be focused. I want to be on point. I don't want to miss those random God moments because I was too distracted by other things. All right, if you have your Bibles, um, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, If you have your physical Bibles, um, I can't tell you what page number it is. Um, If you have your digital Bibles, I can tell you it's under the 1 Corinthians tab. There you go. You're welcome. If you don't have your Bibles, just hear the word. Um, Many of these writings were letters that were circulated among churches, and they would hear the words. And so if you don't have your Bible, that's okay. We're going to talk through 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to focus today on this idea that we're better together. So are you ready? Here we go starting with verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 12. The human body has many parts, 
but many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest, my brain goes to the gallbladder. What is the gallbladder for? I don't know. Some, some body parts that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts that we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest of care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be, that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, uh, you know, so a lot of us have heard this passage before, right? And I was like, okay, let's think of a different way. Let's think of a different analogy. Let's do something. Um, not that Paul has a bad example, but let's, let's, let's give it fresh eyes, fresh ears. And so I actually forgot some stuff. Dusty, can you run into the kitchen and grab me the little Tupperware and the butter? I thought we would talk about cooking. No! Oh! Yeah? Okay, so, so we got cooking. So I, I got my all-purpose flour, my light brown sugar. I got my chocolate chips still in the bag so that they're fresh. I got my salt and my extracts. I've got my baking soda. I got all this stuff, right? So let's talk about this for a second, okay? So. I love making cookies. Yeah, you with me? I love making cookies. Y'all, this is going to be either a really great example or this is going to go south really fast. Oh, wait. No, I need, I need, there's a Tupperware with some eggs and there's butter on top of it. It's on the top shelf of the fridge. I appreciate it, Dusty. It's got to be unsalted butter. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, so, so uh, does anyone want to help me with this, or do you want to see me try to do it myself? All right, so we're going to start with some all-purpose flour. So the cookies that we make are Chip and Joanna Gaines cookies from um, Fixer Upper. You know what I'm talking about? So, and, and I brought my Mickey... Measuring cups so that you'd be able to see. Oh, thank you. That's what I need. All right. Yeah, give it up for Dusty. He does sound. He does lights. He does serving. Good stuff. All right. So we fill it up. We spread it out, right? So two, two and a half cups. Okay. Did you guys know, just FYI, there are 13 different types of flour Thirteen different types of flour. So why do we use all-purpose flour? No, seriously, why, why do we use this? <laughs> Say what? 
there you go, all purpose. It does it all. So, um, no, they, we use it because that was one, two. See, I can't talk. I, this is this is what I was worried about. We are going to have some really bad cookies in a little bit. Um, you use all-purpose flour because of the amount of protein. Protein content. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So there are different kinds of protein content. And this has a slightly lower content. Okay, I'm looking for nothing. Uh, has slightly lower protein content, which means it's going to make it, your cookies a little bit wetter. Have you ever made cookies and it's like, no matter how, you do the right formula, but they're kind of dry and brittly and you can't, so you need a different kind of flour and that makes it a little bit wetter. Did you guys know, raise your hand if you knew that. I was going to say nobody knew that. And, and honestly, the only reason I know that is because the University of Nebraska did a study on the ingredients of cookies. That is um, Nebraska's taxpayers' dollars right there. What does flour do? Flour provides the structure for the cookie, right? It's going to house everything that the cookie is going to be. So that's what we do. So then we need to add a heaping teaspoon of baking soda. Not baking powder. Um, I learned the hard way that those two are not the same thing. Did, you, did everybody know that except for me? All right. That's heaping. All right. Do you know what uh, this does? This produces gas for leavening to help them rise. It helps them get light and fluffy. There you go. If you want denser things, I guess more like a, a port. You'd have less so that it would be denser and less light, less fluffy, but you got that. Okay, I need a half of a teaspoon of sea salt. Are y'all with me so far? It's got to be sea salt. I don't know why. Let's see if I can get a half a teaspoon out of that. A little bit spilled over. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So, salt. I love salt. Salt. So, I've been trying to get healthier, and can I just tell you that salt is not good if you're trying to be healthy? And I just miss it. I miss it. I love salt. Salt enhances the flavor of everything. It makes the sweet sweeter. It, it just... Mmm, salt is, salt is that thing. Okay, you know, like, there are certain people in your work or in your family, they just kind of make everybody else shine. Salt is that. Salt is just, salt is that helper that is going to rock it and make everything good. Then we mix them all together and we set them aside. And we start on the wet ingredients. Woo! All right, so here we're going to add two cups of packed brown sugar. I love sugar. You like sugar too? I heard that, Roger. Alright, and we're going to pack it like it says. Th that is the way I pack it. It may not be the proper way. What's the proper way to pack it? Oh, I'm, well, see, I'm, I'm squishing it and I'm pressing it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I don't want to because you will. <laughs> All right. Two cups of sugar, and we're going to add a stick of butter. Oh, man. I'm, so uh, I was checking to see if people were paying attention. I'm very grateful. can't go back and re-talk about, uh, well, I, I do have the direct, I've got, I've got, I've, come on, be nice. All right. Now, unfortunately, 
the butter is not room temperature. This is going to be a problem, isn't it? Tammy, can you help me? Ten seconds in the microwave. She's going to help with that. We're going to mix this together. You might need to put on a plate or something. All right. All right. And I keep looking for... Do what? All right. So, while she's doing that, so we're going to add the table... We're going to add the eight teaspoons of butter, which is horrible for you. Um, well, so is the sugar. So who are we kidding? This is not the, the healthy part of the process. But we're going to add those together, and we're going to blend them together. And what we're going to do is hopefully create some yummy goodness. And I'm going to need, while we're doing that... Oh, my! All right. Y'all, I came prepared. I told you I love to make cookies. Like, I don't mess around. This is, this is legit. Say that again? <laughs> you know what? I didn't bring milk for today. That may be uh, the downfall of this sermon illustration. I'm going to plug this in. Kimmy's going to be in in just a second. So, how are y'all doing? This is the part when I was thinking through this sermon, I didn't think about the time. All right, that's working. Yay! All right. Thank you. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. All right, so we need to put this here. Hold on. Everybody's a chef. So we're going to get that running for just a second. Now, the sugar is important, one, because it's sweet, but two, because it locks in the moisture. Can you hear me over that? Okay. It locks in the moisture so that the cookies can be nice and soft. The sugar helps them stay tender. The sugar also inhibits the development of gluten, according to the University of Nebraska, so it keeps your cookies softer. Less sugar, less tender. You with me? And then there's butter. Glorious butter. Am I right? Butter, along with other fats, contributes to the tenderness of the product. And butter enhances the flavor. All right. Now, we add the eggs. Hopefully, just the eggs. You know what? Just to be safe. Because I don't want to get any... Yeah. I'm not the best at eggs. All right. Oh, yeah. That's going to be that's going to be some eggy goodness here in just a minute. Yeah, now I really do need something. Hold on. All you visitors, we don't normally do this. So, uh, although we normally do something weird, um, two large eggs. These are important because they add air. You know, you mix them up and make them nice and fluffy. They add air, and fewer eggs. Less tender, more eggs, more. They add flavor, they add structure, they add color, they help the ingredients stick together. Oh, that's looking nice. Now we add a teaspoon and a half of vanilla. But here's how I roll. I like going a little bit crazy, and I do one teaspoon of vanilla, and then I add either a half a teaspoon of orange extract, because orange and chocolate, hello, or I add a half of peppermint, because peppermint and chocolate, hello. So what's it going to be? If you want orange, raise your hand. If you want peppermint, raise your hand. Oh, goodness. So we're going to have peppermint orange with no vanilla. No, we're not. We're not. So I'm going to just grab one. Oh, I grabbed the peppermint. So it's peppermint. Sorry, orange. I'm a big fan of orange, too, but that's all right. So, I'm going to add, you know what, 
half. One. Oh, wait, then I ended up grabbing the orange, so we're going orange. Sorry, y'all. No, orange and vanilla. Oh, and just because it's orange. Y'all. You know, I'm normally like a true believer in that. Fruit and chocolate, that is not God's plan. But when you add orange to anything, I really feel like God said, yeah. So, all right. Yum, yum, yum. All right. Now it's time. Let's put it together. I'm going to dump that in. I usually do it while it's running. And the directions were very clear to dump it in while it is not running. Raise your hand if you dump it in while it's running. Raise your hand if you turn it off like this. Raise your hand if you think it has nothing to do with anything, including the sermon. Yep, there you go. All right, I think you guys, you guys for the win. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to, slow is how we're going to roll. Look at this. And it's always nice to keep your workstation clean, so kind of tidy up as you go. That's my type A coming out. Oh, I forgot. It's not a chocolate chip cookie without chocolate chips. Am I right? All right. So I will use this. Oh, and that will get a little bit of extract in it. Oh, do you hear it going? say to let it run for a couple seconds and then give it five seconds on high. I don't feel confident in that. Yeah, that's about as much as I'm going to do. All right. Emma, can you help me? So Miss Vanessa, our resident cookie person, Can you take that and let her start preparing that? Okay, sorry. Messy, messy, messy. Did you all... um, No, of course you didn't think about that. Now, while she's preparing the cookies, we have to add one more thing, right? What do we have to add? Heat and love. Love is the... All right, you. <laughs> got to have heat, right? That's the final ingredient. Without heat, you just got a bowl of tasty salmonella, right? <laughs> I mean, heat is kind of important. Why is heat so important? We put it in the oven, things start to warm up. Now, this is what I thought was fascinating. All the way along the line, something has happened happening chemically. Are you ready for this? It starts with the butter. Butter is made up primarily of two things, water and fat. So at 92 degrees around body temperature, the butter starts to melt. And all the water that's in that is trapped. The water starts to melt. It's trapped and it turns into steam. Now that, that's around 92 to 96 is when it starts to look like everything is falling apart because everything is melting. But putting the eggs in helps prevent the dough from spreading flat like a pancake. Because eggs have protein. And this is really interesting. At 144 degrees, did you realize that individual proteins will bond together and create a link that will help things solidify? So at 144 degrees, they say, no way, butter. 
we're holding this thing together. And they create this bond that helps the cookie stay together. And so as the cookie gets hotter and hotter, science becomes more active. So now we're at 144. We bump it up. The cookie is getting to about 212 degrees, which we know is the point where water... Exactly. And so the steam that's trapped from the butter that was melting at 90-something degrees is now getting up to 200 degrees, and it's trapped, and it begins to boil away, creating tiny air pockets. And air is essential for the chocolate chip because it's going to make it softer. It's going to make it more 